Hey, hey, everybody. This is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. Welcome to another episode of the Heart Work with PBJ podcast, where we are disrupting cycles of burnout for people who do their work from the heart. Oh, yes, my friend, this podcast is dedicated to you, the giver's the caretakers, the educators, those who take care of everybody else also need to be taken care of. So I am so honored that you continue to come so that we can have this conversation to refill our cups so that we can go back out in the world and serve in the ways that we are called to serve. Hey friend, before we get into the episode, would you do me a favor? If this episode blesses you, would you subscribe? to this podcast so you won't miss a download. Also, give a rating. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Not only will that help me make it better, but this will ensure that this podcast gets out to so many other heart workers. So do me a favor, rate this podcast, leave a comment, and let me know what you think. All right, friend, let's get into it. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Heart Work with PBJ. I am so excited to share this episode with you. Before we dig in, I hope that you took some time to go back and listen to episode 35 with Shawanda Williams, um, where we were talking about rest for the soul. It was powerful. So if you have not heard episode 35, you need to go listen to that one um, because it leads right into what we're talking about today. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out her devotional um, on the YouVersion Bible um, and all the good things. Okay, so today I want to dig deeper into this concept of self-care. We've discussed already that self-care, especially after the pandemic, is becoming more acceptable, but I am still convinced that we don't understand what self-care is. I am convinced that we're still focused on and understanding or thinking that a facial or a nap or even one vacation will just revive you to the point that you can just keep on pushing and, and you're good to go. All of those things are wonderful. We need every piece of that, but I believe it's deeper than just the facial or the nap or the walk. Today, we want to talk about soul care. Not just self-care, but soul care. I believe that we are in a critical state um, in the world right now concerning soul care because we just don't have good understanding of who we are as human beings and how we were made and how we how we were created. And until we get a good understanding of who we are and how we were created, we won't know how to take care of ourselves. So today I want to dig in a little bit and share with you my understanding of who we are and how we were created so that we can understand what soul care is and what it looks like. Friends, it's time to recover. It's time to heal. It's time to strengthen. But we cannot do that unless we have a foundational understanding of who we are and how we were created. 
So that's what we're talking about today. And I'm excited to share it with you. Um, so the first thing I want to do is just give you a picture. Let me let me give you a picture of what I'm talking about. So I'm going to use my family as an example. So in my nuclear family, we have lots of family members, but in my little Jackson nuclear family, there are three people in my family, but we're one family. Okay, ride with me. There are three people in my family, but we are one family. So within our nuclear family, we have Rev J, my husband, me, PBJ, and our daughter, baby girl. So there are three different people, three different bodies, spirits, persons. There are three different purposes. There are three people in our one family. So we are three, but we are one. Okay, here's why I give you that example. Our God is the same. Okay, our God is God Father, God Son, God Holy Spirit. Three, but one God. So we serve this one God, but there are three different parts of our God, just like my family. There are three different parts of our God. God, the father is the creator. He is the authority. Authority. He is the supreme being. He's in charge of all. God, the son, God, the son is under the authority of God, the father. He is the one that not only suffered for us, died for us, but continues to intercede for us even to this day. And God, Holy Spirit is the one that dwells on the inside of us. All one God. We serve one God, but there are three parts to our one God. Here's how I, here's why I share that with you. So Genesis 1 and 27 says we were created in the image and likeness of our God. The image and likeness doesn't mean we physically look like him. That wouldn't be possible because there are many different hues of us, many different skin colors, different hair, different eyes, many of us who are his children and we all look differently. So it's not about what we physically look like, but he created us in his likeness. And that likeness is just like our God is three parts. We, each human being, we are three parts, body, soul, spirit. So our God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are body, soul, spirit. Okay, I'm going to show it to you and I'm going to tell you why it's important to understand that we are body, soul and spirit. So in Genesis two and seven, it says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now, let me read that to you one more time, but I'm going to show you the three parts. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, that's body, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, that's spirit. And man became a living soul, body, spirit, soul. So we are going to walk through all three of these parts today so that we will understand that self-care is deeper than a facial or a nap. So the first part of us is our body. 
It is the part of us that we are most um, familiar with, most accustomed to. Our body is our earth suit. Now think about it this way. If you were to go into space in order to exist and live there, you would need a space suit that is equipped to sustain you in that atmosphere. If you were to go deep sea diving, you would need a scuba suit. And that suit would be equipped to to sustain you in that environment. We live on the earth. And because we live on the earth, we need an earth suit. If you're watching, I'm pointing to my skin, I'm pointing to my body, my flesh. We need an earth suit that sustains us while we live in this atmosphere. So Genesis 2 and 7 says that God created or formed the body out of the dust of the earth. Even science Even science aligns with that because when the body dies, when the body passes away, over time, what happens? It becomes dust. Over time, this body decays and goes back to what it was created out of. So we have this body that was formed out of the dust of the earth. And this body is our earth suit and it empowers us to live on the earth. But here's the thing that we need to know about our body. Our body was never created to be in charge. Walk with me here. So our God is three parts, but there's one part that is in charge. God the Father is in charge. Jesus says, I do what my father does. I do what my father says. The Holy Spirit submits to the Father as well. So even though there are three parts in the one God, there's only one authority. Or in in your person, there should be uh, authority, but your body is not that authority. Your body was created to follow. Let me prove it to you. There was a season of my life uh, where I was drinking only water for years. I was drinking only water. I would drink my coffee and then I would drink water. If I went to a restaurant, I drank water. When I was at home, I drank water. During that time, um, soda was offensive to me. It was too strong. It burned my throat. I didn't understand how even people enjoyed soda because it felt so uncomfortable to me if I were to have a sip because I had trained my body that water is what we drink. Your body will do whatever you teach it to do. It's a follower. It was not created to lead. That's how athletes can do such wonderful feats because they've trained their bodies to do those things. That's why a person can go from overweight um, and not active at all. And over time, they they can become very fit and very active and comfortable being active because your body will do whatever you teach it to do. The body was not created to lead. Keep in mind that our body will go back to dust. It is slowly heading in that direction. So what does that mean? Anytime we put the body in the driver's seat, 
Anytime we put the body first, anytime we let the body lead, it's going to lead to destruction because it was not created to lead. So these appetites that we have, if it's a body, a flesh appetite, then that if we if we answer that appetite, that is something that is going to lead us further down the road of where the body's going. Because the body was not created to lead. The body was created so that we can be sustained in the earth's atmosphere until it's time for us to pass on to our next place. So your body was not created to lead. That's why your self-care can't just be about body. You need those things to take care of your body. We're called to be a good steward and a good manager of our bodies, to care for our bodies. But our bodies should not be our full first intention. The things that we do for our body are good, but it's not everything and it cannot sustain us. And the other side of that is is if we only do what our body wants, then we are leading ourselves to sickness, to destruction, to brokenness, because that's where the body is headed. So the body was never created to lead. The body was never created to lead. And keep in mind, whatever you feed will lead. When we're thinking about the three parts of the person, whatever you feed will lead. So if I continue to give my body the things that it wants, whether it's good for it or not, then that is what's going to be in control. That is what's going to determine what manifests in my life, what I'm feeding, right? So your body was created to be your earth suit, to empower you to live in the earth's atmosphere, to empower you to do and be what God created you to be, but it was not created to lead. It is not equipped to lead. So we need our bodies. We need to be a good steward of our bodies. We need to take care of our bodies, but your body should not be leading. Where are the places in your life where your physical body is leading? Where are the places in your life that you are answering to your physical body when your physical body was never created to be in the driver's seat? It's like if a 12-year-old said, hey, I want to drive. It looks really cool. Adults do it all the time. Looks like a lot of fun. I want to drive. Any parent that would put that 12-year-old in the driver's seat knowing that they're not mature enough to handle that responsibility would be irresponsible because it could lead to immediate death or injury. The body should not be in the driver's seat. It is not equipped to do what needs to be done to accomplish purpose. So manage it, take care of it, but don't let it lead. So the first part of us as beings, as people, is our body. The next part I want to talk about is our spirit. So we are body, but we are also spirit. Going back to Genesis 2 and 7, it says that God created us from the dust of the ground and then he breathed the breath of life into us. That breathing into us means God took some of himself and he put it on the inside of us. That word breathe refers back to um, a word that means spirit. So he took his spirit 
And he gave us some of that spirit. He took this body that he created out of the dust and he invested and he shared some of who he is with us. So I want you to consider that your body is your connection to earth, but your spirit is your connection to heaven. Your body is your connection to earth, but your spirit is your connection to heaven. Your spirit is perfect because it's not your spirit, it's God's spirit. Spirit is perfect. Spirit is complete. Spirit has everything that it needs. Romans 8 and 11, it says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us. So the same spirit that resurrected a crucified, murdered Jesus is the same spirit that lives on the inside of us. So what excuse do we really have for not doing what God has created us to do? What excuse do we really have for not accomplishing everything that God brought us to this earth to do. If the same power and the same spirit that resurrected Jesus lives on the inside of me, then what is stopping me? What is holding me back from being everything that I've been called to be and doing everything that I've been called to do? So we have this connection to earth, our earth suit, our body, which we need, but it should not lead. But we also have this connection to heaven, our perfection, our creator, our power, our God. That is what's that their spirit should be in lead. Your spirit was created to lead because it's not our spirit. It's God's spirit. So everything, he is everything and everything is in him. That means everything that you need is on the inside of you. So what exactly is holding you back? If the spirit is perfect, if the spirit is all powerful, if the spirit is always full, if the spirit is never broken, if the spirit is never ill, if the spirit is never weak, and that spirit lives on the inside of you, what exactly is holding you back from being everything you were created to be? I'm asking you a question, but I'm going to give you an answer. And the answer comes in the third part of who we are, and that is soul. So we are, we have a body that was created out of the dust of the earth and that will go back to the dust of the earth. But it is absolutely necessary and important because it is our earth suit and it empowers us and sustains us to live here on the earth. And we have spirit, which is God's spirit that he shared with us, which is our connection to heaven and is our fullness and our power and everything that we were created to be. It's the super to the natural. The body is the natural, but the spirit is the super. It's the super to the natural. So what is holding us back? What is the thing? What is the reason why we wrestle and find it so hard to be everything we were created to be? The answer is in our third part, your soul. We are body, spirit, and soul. Body is our connection to earth. 
Spirit is our connection to heaven. Soul is the bridge. Say it one more time. Body is our connection to earth. Spirit is our connection to heaven. Soul is the bridge between the two. What determines if you will walk in purpose or not, the thing that determines if you will do the things and be what God has created you to be is your soul. The word soul in the King James Version, Genesis 2 and 7 says, God breathed the breath of life and he and man became a living soul. That word soul, the root of it is psyche, where we get psychology. So our soul is our mind. And when I talk about mind, I'm not talking about just your brain. Your brain is an organ, but that organ operates your mind. Soul has two parts. It has a mind and a heart. Listen to me. The soul has two parts. It has a mind and a heart. The mind part of your soul is your logic, your understanding, your learning, your memories. The heart part of your soul, your emotions, your feelings, your appetites. So consider your soul is like a two-drawer filing cabinet. And in that two-drawer filing cabinet, if you open the first drawer of your mind, you will see every memory. We always talk about backpack. Your soul is your backpack. Every memory, everything you've learned, everything you've heard, all of the chronicles of your life is in that mind. Your Everything that you know is in that mind. Then you open the second drawer of that soul, and that's how you feel about all of the things that's in your mind drawer. That's where your heart is. Your emotions are, you know, um, Proverbs 23 and 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, how can you think with the thing that goes pitter patter? The physical heart, the, uh, the organ, the body, the heart, it pumps blood. It does not think. It pumps blood. So it can't be talking about the organ heart. It's talking about the soul heart. As a man thinks in his heart, in his soul, so is he. Whatever you're meditating on, whatever you're contemplating, whatever you're focused on, whatever you're taking into your soul, that is what you're going to be. So we have a body that is our connection to earth, but we also have a soul, uh, I'm sorry, a spirit. We also have a spirit that is our connection to heaven. And the bridge between the two is the soul, the mind and the heart, the logic and the emotions, the memories and the feelings. And that bridge is what determines what leads in our lives. The spirit was created to lead. That's why one person can have a thought or can have something come to them and they do it and it manifests beautifully because that comes from spirit. That doesn't come from body. Your body should carry out the instructions of the spirit. That's what we were created to do. The body was created to carry out the instructions of the spirit in the earth. 
therefore carrying out the instructions of heaven and the earth. Come on, somebody. That's what your body was created to do. It was not created to lead. It was created to do. It was created to do. Your spirit is God's spirit. The perfect, all-knowing, wise, strong, powerful essence of the creator is on the inside of you. And the way to ensure that that spirit, that essence, that create, that connection to heaven leads is what you do with your soul. What are you thinking about? What are you talking about? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Uh, Proverbs 4 and 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence. Again, not the pitter-patter heart, but it's talking about your soul. Guard your soul with all diligence. What does that mean? Consider your soul like a gated community. Consider your soul like a gated community. And you determine what comes in, who comes in, and what goes out. Consider that everything that comes into that gate determines if your connection with spirit is strong. Because remember, spirit is never weak. It's not about the spirit being weak. It's about our connection to the spirit being weak. So whatever comes into that gate determines if your connection to spirit remains strong or gains strength or if that connection to spirit weakens and your body gets into the driver's seat. Whatever you allow into that gate will determine if you will manifest everything that God has called you to do and be, or if your body will lead you to a destruction. Sometimes that's an immediate destruction for some of our body appetites. And sometimes for many people, it's a long drawn out process. And when we're in the long drawn out process, we become immune to it. We don't even pay attention to it. We don't know that it's happening until it's happened. So what are you allowing into your soul? And how is that strengthening or weakening your connection to spirit? And I have to say this, what we allow, but also what is forced its way in. We have to be honest. Some of us have experienced trauma in one way or another. And trauma is when something rams the gate of the soul and it comes in by force. Whatever that trauma has been for you, when something comes into the soul by force, it is not our fault but it is still our responsibility because it still impacts our connection to spirit. It still impacts how we carry out our spirit uh, purpose in the earth. So if something has forced its way into your soul, if there's trauma that you are dealing with, I acknowledge today, I apologize to you. That was not your fault. It was not fair and it was not right. I also want to encourage you now that it has happened, 
It is your responsibility and you are empowered to do what is necessary to get out of your soul, to to get out of your soul, the impacts of that trauma through prayer, through counseling, through coaching, through all the things, through support. We have to acknowledge it's there and we have to acknowledge its impact on us and we have to get it out so that our connection to spirit is pure and strong. And spirit remains in control because the body is reckless. The body is reckless. So my friends, when we are talking about self-care, I encourage you to go deeper and to consider soul care. Because that soul being the bridge between our earthly self, our body, and God's spirit will determine the the product or the harvest that will come from our lives. You don't have to wrestle with the do's and don'ts of the Bible. You don't have to wrestle with how to do this and what I was created to do and how am I going to accomplish it and where will the provisions come from and all the things that we get so wrapped up and distracted by. You don't have to be caught there. You can literally make the decision that you are going to feed your soul spiritual things. Whatever you feed will lead. You can determine you will do spiritual things. You will read the word of God. You will pray. You will connect yourself to a fellowship. You will learn. You will worship. You will fast. You will do the things that strengthen your connection to spirit so that your body will fall in line. It will do what you teach it to do. Our bodies will do what we train it to do. And if we train it that it is allowed to lead, if we train our bodies that it is allowed to drive, it will lead us to destruction. That's all it can do. But if we train our bodies through feeding the soul, through guarding the soul, through protecting the soul, if we train our bodies that spirit is in control, and we do what spirit requires, and that spirit is perfect, it's God's spirit, and it's full, and it has all things, and is aware of all things, it's God's spirit. When we train our body through nurturing the soul, that spirit is in charge, we will live and be everything that God has called us to be. So we won't stop at self-care. We won't stop at caring for the physical body. We will care for physical body. We will not ignore it. We will care for our mind. We will care for our emotions. We will not ignore it, but we will do it in a way that spirit is in control so that we will live in everything that God created us to be. One day, I believe that I am going to stand before our creator. And I believe he's going to ask me what I did 
with the spirit that he gave me, the perfect spirit, the powerful spirit. I believe I'm going to have to give an account for what I did with the spirit that he gave me. And my goal and my heart is that I will be able to say that I protected my connection to heaven and I did what you created me to do. I hope you'll say the same. Friends, you are powerful. Oh my gosh. You don't know how powerful you are. You are powerful. You are significant. Not through your earth suit, but you literally have the spirit of God on the inside of you. You are powerful. You are significant. And you are loved. Love always. PBJ.